everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22 The Rangers Podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight. Um, before I introduce my guests, if you could like and subscribe to the channel, that would be much appreciated. We are extremely close to 4,000. I feel like we've been sitting there for a wee while now, but we are very close to it. So that'd be appreciated. Support the podcast to reach the next level. You can join the channel for as little as 99p. Thank you to all our members at the moment. You can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the coffee buying legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. Thank you to our coffee buyers and membership legends. All the links are in the description below. So tonight we have a full house again. So first of all, Mr. Scott Carney, how are you this Friday evening? I'm very good to meet Rangers are back. I like a flag behind you, by the way. Yes, <laughs> we'll come to that. We'll come to that later when you do a certain readout later. Points. I do have a massive manscape flag in my room now. <laughs> long story. Uh, not, not really long. I just wasn't expecting it. So, yeah, there you go. Such is life. But yes, no, uh, it's good to be back, mate. I do. I always think like I oh, will take a week off, lads, and I don't have missed the podcast when we do take a week off. So it's great to be back, and it's great that Rangers three o'clock on a Saturday tomorrow. I cannot wait. Exactly. It's three o'clock on a Saturday is the one I, I love and we've not had Rangers in a week. Scotia, you're a man that's had football this week. Um, your beloved Scotland played six points out of six points. They beat Spain 2-0. I take it they had to peel you off the ceiling at Hamden um, to get you back, <laughs> back to your house in Helensburg. No, not really, because it was one of those ones at that game, actually, where you're standing terrified that Spain are going to kind of pull a goal back at any point. So it was a really nervy game up until about 89 minutes. And then I kind of, I knew there was going to be loads of added time, but I let myself sort of start celebrating there. But I am, I've enjoyed that break. But as Carney says there, it's always good to get back to discuss all things Rangers and discuss things with you guys and all the listeners. Yeah, no, it was a good, it was a, you give Scotland credit, it was, it was a good result for Scotland, it's, can they kick on and not drop stupid points against teams like Cyprus away or something? Looks, so. uh, looks like I can go beat Germany next summer then, so get your yeah, diaries. That's the last that. place you need to be for the last time you were in Germany. Christ, <laughs> that happened. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Scotia's Hescafades in Scotland, that's enough of Scotland. Last but not least, I thought he wasn't coming on the podcast tonight, but he is showing great de- de- look, dedication uh, he's not on holiday this time. Uh, Ryan Haymarch, how are you doing this fine evening? Hi, thinking about, about six or eight, nine points of my license coming up the road there <laughs> just to make it in time. Um, but I'm here. Uh, I good to see Scotia. I did think about him when Scotland beat uh, Spain C team during the week. I did spare a thought for him. <laughs> uh, just wonder, wonder if, wonder if we played a C team in the in the return game. But I uh, pretty decent result. That's all I'm going to say. Glad to be here to talk about Rangers, mate. Um, Glad it's uh, three o'clock kickoff tomorrow. Although I will miss it because I'm going on holiday again tomorrow. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Judith Chalmers, I went holiday all the time. Honestly, <laughs> Judith Chalmers. Last for the past, that one. Random. <laughs> a random, random thing there, Eric. Very random that. Anyway, anyway, enough about Ryan's holidays here as well. Um, we'll get straight into. It. There's not been a lot of news. Uh, there was there was one thing with the, the women's coach, but I, I I wasn't really going to bring it up because I think Rangers are going through a disciplinary process with it, and I don't think there's really any point discussing it. Um, but the thing I wanted to dis- discuss first, and it's going to cause it's caused conflict already, and I was surprised when it came out. It was the semi final against Celtic at Hamden. The Majors points total came out. You boys put it in the group chat that the points was twelve hundred seventy eight. 
what what was the points previously? Does anyone know? I, I, I couldn't look. One two one two six seven because I was one two six six. Right, so it's right, so it's went up slightly. <clears throat> I was surprised. I was under the illusion and heart in hand. I think David Edgar said too that because it was a semi final, we would get slightly more tickets. Not a lot, but slightly more, which I thought would then yourself, Carney, would be guaranteed a ticket. Um, myself and Scotia were fortunate enough to get a ticket. But the downside of it is this dreaded website that at 12 o'clock on Tuesday I had to navigate through and it was horrific. It took me the grand total of two and a half hours to get a ticket. It took you all the way to nearly the end of the page where you were putting your card details in and kicks you back off. It was an utter farce. Um, Scotia, I'll come to you. I don't know if you've actually went on and got your ticket yet. The way it was set up was... Everyone was going to get a West Stand ticket, I think, if they went on. But most people went to sit in a decent seat where they could actually see something at Hamden, which is the North Stand and the South Stand. So that's why people went on instantly to try and get these tickets. Did you, I know you went on at a later date, Scotia, but did you successfully get your ticket okay? I've got my ticket, so I'm, I'm pleased enough with that. But there's a story behind it, yeah. So I didn't manage to get in the house until about three o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. And I'd seen your message saying that it took you two and a half hours. I think you'd sent it 10 minutes before. And obviously I was had to go up to Glasgow for the Scotland game. So I was like, well, I'm not going to risk fanning about. I'd rather get up there, get in the pub for a beer before the game. And I'll get one when I come home. Came home on Tuesday night. By midnight, all the North Stand tickets, South Stand tickets were all gone. So I was like, hmm. and I hadn't, I've got until, I had until Monday to buy my ticket. So I was like, I'll hang around and see if something becomes available for a chance. But uh, it didn't. Um, so I actually done it about six o'clock tonight. Went on and got my seat in the West Stand. So there'll be a bit of a lottery to see if I'm actually going to be able to see any of the football or not, depending on where I'm sitting. But I've got my ticket, so I'm happy enough with that. But I mean, it took me about 10 minutes this evening to do it. So obviously there wasn't as much traffic. But even in that 10 minutes, there was a couple of times that you were getting kicked back out. It says, oh, we don't recognise these day deals. You need to have the correct option. I do have the correct option. Then there was two tickets in my basket. You can only buy one. We've not got your card details. Put them in about three times. Took me 10 minutes, but because the internet traffic was an awful lot lower, it was fine. But if that was happening to you and people like you on the Tuesday afternoon, it's just a nightmare. But I do hear that we're moving to SeatGeek for next season. So hopefully it should get better. Oh, can I get it? Can I get any worse? I mean, this no, website. I, I was I was close to launching my laptop against the wall at points. It was which is horrific. bizarre, mate, because you're you're a really calm person, mate. So very I'm calm. shocked at that. Yeah, I'm very calm. And I went I went on to Twitter as well, and the amount of people on Twitter that were losing losing their mind over this website. I think David Edgar said it took him seventy two minutes or something. It was it's horrific. Um, Carney, I know you've just fallen short of the points total. I still think they might release a wee batch like they did um, for the previous round. You'll obviously be hoping that the points total drop, drop, and there is tickets. I think there will be. I, 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 the way I, the way they've worded it, Rangers, they kind of said that everyone that got a ticket over that points was guaranteed the West Stand. So that says to me, if they fill the North, the South, and the South Stand upper, there's going to be some tickets left in the West Stand. I think so. I'd like to think for yourself, they'll come and sell for you. What's, what's your thoughts on the whole thing? Um, 
I mean, the, the website, the, the website's the website. Oh, the, I've, the, luckily, the, the last time uh, it happened, there was literally it was a, it was a breeze for me because I was in the second kind of run of it, so it was no bother. I kind of sailed through it, and I managed to get the south stand up, which was which was lucky. Um, if I'm just left with the west stand I, again, I really do have to think about how much I, I want to, to be there because. As a lot of Scotia says, the West End, I I can't stand it. I know a lot of people love to sit there, and I get why. Like I do understand it, but I, I, uh, I unless you're sitting quite near the back, you can't see anything. You really can't. Not quite near the back. I don't even know how many rows there is. There's a lot, but anything from like twenty rows forward, you can't see anything. It's really not worth it. But we'll see how it goes. In terms of the the my Jail's points thing, I was shocked, mate. I thought I was a shoe in to get into this first this first batch and um do you want my opinion on my gels now? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no, no, you can say it, yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be sound hypocritical here. I, I do I do understand that because I was in the, the first cut off for a long a long time. Um probably since my gels started I was kinda in the top the top cut off when it comes to games at Hamden. And now that I'm not, I know I've I've got sure grapes because I, I'm not getting into the first the first round. But the, the thing about it with me is I I generally can't afford or ha- my lifestyle doesn't suit to be able to do all these things that I have to do to get these majors points. And I've been a season ticket holder for up knows how many years, man. I don't know how many years I've been a season ticket holder. A long time. And it, it becomes a wee bit frustrating where I'm going, so... The home games is it for me, so my, my loyalty as being a, a season ticket holder doesn't really stand for much in terms of getting myself tickets for, for cup games. And I don't go away, I don't even apply for away games because, as I said, my lifestyle doesn't suit it. I can't do that. I can't commit to it that much. So it is a wee bit of sour grapes for me. I, I do I, I do understand that, but it is getting to the point now where you're ju- it's just going to get further and further away and we're all, there's going to be an elite number of people in the in the gold tier at the top bracket and that'll be it and nobody else will get to go at all from that and I don't entirely believe that's the way forward. My jazz has its problems. I've all, I've said that since day one. That's one thing that I don't have sour grapes about. It does have its problems. And there's still a lot of work to do on it. I don't know how they fully resolve it in order to try and be as fair as as it can. It is a supply and demand thing. There is far too much demand for the supply that they can provide. However uh, I, yeah, it it does run a risk of isolating fans. I think, uh, and whether I believe it be fair or not, I don't know. I mean, I wish I could. I mean, let's not be coy about this. There's people that have bought B team season tickets, women's season tickets, and they don't go. This all down just to get as many points as they possibly can. And yeah, um, I can't afford to do that. So it's yeah, <laughs> I probably do something. Like I've got zero grapes, but it's. The more I look at it, and the more the th- things keep happening in my years, it's it's just a money making scheme for the club, and I don't think it rewards rewards about loyalty at all. It's uh, the way of the club getting even more money out of fans. Um, and when I, mean, I sat and explained it, I, I was sitting with my sister explaining it, and I was like, oh, I've missed the cut off again, and she's like, well, How does it work? And I explained to her like it's tears and all that. She was like, How can it be tiered? I was like, It's just what it is. She was like, So you pay your season ticket just and that's it, and you don't get really anything from return. I was like, Right now. It kind of looks like that. Yeah, it does kind of look like that. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a mess. It's not, not everybody's not going to be left very happy. And I'm, unfortunately, I'm one of the ones this time round that I'm I'm not very happy about. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think the guys that are in gold, I think they'll always be in gold because they're always going to get the tickets yeah. and get the points. Yeah. And then the guys like yourselves that are hovering close, how are you meant to to get there unless you buy what you see these packages? But then of... the, bar- the bar will move, though. So if everybody no, does that, the bar will move yeah. again. So I won't get there. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter what yeah. I do. I would need to go in and buy every single item in the club shop to get myself any chance of getting up to that point. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, it's not really possible. Yeah. So Ryan, I mean, I know you've got your... You're growing to my jersey along with a lot of other fans. But do you think now the way my jersey's going that it is alienating fans now that do you think some fans will think because it's forty quid a year for season ticket holders at the moment, unless they pump that up again, but um it's forty quid. Do you think some fans might just think next season, oh to hell with it, I'm not I'm not gonna renew that next season because it's it's really not worth it to me. I know there is fans. I know I know quite a few fans that are gonna do that and it's sad to see because it's it's fans like me and you, loyal fans who'll go to the games if they get tickets given to them or they get them through my jersey, they'll go to the games and they're loyal Rangers fans. They've just not been in the financial position or life circumstances to allow them to go to games the way they would have liked to maybe four or five years ago. And that's all it was. And you seem to be punished for that. And I don't think, I think Carney summed it up, I don't think it rewards loyalty to the fans. I think it's just a it's like in a pyramid scheme. I said it when it, when it first came out. It's to generate money for the fans. And I think it was Linda in the comments said it creates a division. And it does. It really does create a division. I called it from day one. I said, if you are in gold, you just apply for every single ticket. Because yeah. if you get a ticket for Livingston away and you don't want to go, you're going to get rid of it. The demand for Rangers away tickets is, is as big as it's ever been. And probably as big as it ever will be. And you'll never you'll never get an away ticket. I think I remember in the nineties and the noughties, the odd time you'd be stuck with an away ticket, you couldn't get rid of it because there would be the odd the odd seat here and there, depending on who you were playing, what the kickoff time was, etc. See now, Rangers fans will sell out any stadium. There will not be any seats empty at any game because the demand is so high. So if you are in gold, just apply for every game. I say to you boys and I've no shame in saying it, I say to you in Scotia just apply for games. If you aren't going to go, I'll take the ticket. You get points and that's how it works and that's how boys have been working it since my just started, unfortunately. And it will, it, will, it does already cause division, but I know of a, a few people who are considering patching my jars um, and just saving the 40 quid or the 45 quid or whatever it's going to be next season. The way I look at it is I'm a season ticket holder. I'll go to away games when I can, when I get the ticket. But for me not to get a ticket for Hamden, I think's poor. It, it just doesn't feel right for me. But that's the way it is. That's where the demand is at the moment. But I think a lot of people, I know my dad isn't interested in paying for my jersey next year. And it's something I'm kind of considering. If I've paid 40 quid to get a Livingston ticket and was it Motherwell, something like that, that's all I've had this season. I don't really see the value in me paying it. And I'm not going to start chasing things and paying for Edmondson House and spending a fortune. I've got a mortgage coming and two kids, it's just, it's, it's not it's not what I'm going to do, Rangers want you to chase those points and I'm not in a financial position to do so mate Yeah, no, it's interesting going forward what to do it because I mean my jersey for me really is to try and get semi-finals and, and cup finals at hand and that's all it is for me I'm not really interested in the 10-15% discount you get and uh, the restaurant at Ibrox whatever. that's all you really get from in a wee, in a wee Package at the beginning of the season and they send out as well. So, Ali, I, Ali, I'd like to ask you and Scotia a question. Um, 
Use her in the first cut, right? So use her safely pretty much in that first yeah. cut and you will remain in there. Be completely honest here because I know me and Ryan are not in that cut and we'll, we'll probably struggle to ever get there. I mean, I might be in with a slight chance due to how close I am to the first cut, but would you prefer to see my jazz completely scrapped and we just go back to names and a hat material? Well, being completely selfish, the way it works at the moment, I know I'm guaranteed to get, to get a semi and a yeah. final ticket. But for the, the greater picture, I think it should be fair. I think it should go in names and a hat. Or, or the way they did it previously, if you got the semi and Rangers got to the final, the ones that missed the semi would get the final, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I think it should be more fairer to reward fans. I mean, I think of fans that, like like your dad, for instance, granted, would be going for God knows how many years, but he's not interested in my jails. Nah, he's but, not. But he still goes to all the games, so he should have as fair, fair a chance as me, even though I'm paying my, my 40 quid, whatever it is. So... Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I would. Yeah, I would go back to how it was if, if, it, if it was can, if it was me. Can I just make a point on that? I don't think anyone moaned about it the way it used to be, where you would apply. I think at the beginning of the season, if I remember right, we used to just tick a box in our application. You would get a letter through for the first half of the season telling you what away games you got, and then you'd be in a ballot for Hamden, and that's the way it always worked. I don't remember MD ever complaining about that system, and I know for a fact. I was obviously I was down at Cheltenham a couple of weeks ago, and I was speaking to supporters of another club, and they don't have a my jails. Well, it's not going to be called my jails, but they don't have a system like that. <laughs> they they're still they're still the system we had uh, before. So I don't remember MD complaining, but which tells you it is a money maker. That's that's all it is. I knew from day one that's what it is, and it's it's whether or not. How many people are going to drop out? Is it going to be a significant amount for Rangers to reconsider my jails, or are they just going to be like, do you know what? We kind of calculated that people would drop out of this. Yeah, Scotia, what's your thoughts on it? I know, purely selfish for us, if my jails is there, we're where we are, we're going to continue probably to be there. But are you in agreement with myself? It should be fairer for the overall support that go week in, week out. I think so. I think I'm quite comfortably in the sort of mid to high of the silver tier. Yeah. And if I if I really wanted to and I had the, the kind of finances to afford it, I could get myself up into gold. Probably yeah, no same. bother, yeah. you know, like, like applying for everything. But I wouldn't really want to do that. And um, so where I am, and I'm guaranteed a semi-final and a final ticket, it might things might change. I think I still do thinking about four or five years' time, you might see a quite a drastic shift in where people sit. Because I think they're still carrying over an awful lot of legacy stuff in the rolling point system, but um, I think I'm fairly comfortable in there at the moment. So I'm, you know, that way I'm okay with paying that 40, 45 quid. But I do think it's completely unfair in the likes of Carney and the likes of Ryan that you know they're going to the exact same amount of games, but they're not there. And I don't really know how it all works out. I know I bought the Edmondson House package, but. It didn't give me that much, and it was because I had a wee bit of disposable income. I could do something like that at the time, because I think when the last loyalty points update came out on January, because I think we're due out one out next month, and it came out in January, it said that something like 84 or 85% of the points available in my jars was through watching the first team, or through first team activities. Now, that does include wee things like programmes and things, but I don't think that gives you many points, but it is a money-making scheme, yeah, like Ryan says. What I would like my jars to be and what I thought it was perhaps going to be is see for fans that don't have season tickets, see if there's a scheme for them that they can join that then kind of gives them first pick of 
tickets for home games that are available and things like that. That's what I thought it was kind of going to be. Like there's people that have maybe got families, work commitments, can't go to every game, but would willingly pay 40, 50 pounds a season to be on a like, top priority list for that. They're all now grouped in with us season ticket holders. So they kind of get washed away in the in the wash. See, as it is. Scotia, see what you're talking about there. So see that, see the measures, right? So when a public say, when, when a Dundee United game comes on this up for sale uh, last week, measures get priority over the general sale. So guys oh, are yeah, who paid the 40 quid. Do, yeah. But but the, the thing about it is if my brother-in-law wants to go and he wants to take his, his daughter and he wants to take my sister, the three of them all need to have a separate Majors. So right. Dan can't go on and buy, he can only buy a ticket because it relates to his Majors. He can't buy one from a, my niece and my sister. They all need to have an individual Majors. It's like me having he, a Majors and getting a he, ticket for somebody. I can't do it because yeah. I've a seen ticket. So he'd be like 150 quid just for yeah, a chance think, of getting I a ticket together. Yeah. Pretty, pretty sure that's the way it works. Uh, I, I don't know. As I say, to, to me, there's just a, and I, again, I know it's because I'm not in the cut, and I would, and I then I do not grudge you and Scotia having the opinion of well, if I'm there, I'm going to continue to pay because I get tickets. A hundred percent, hands on my heart, I'd be doing the same. But I, I do still. I'm coming round to the idea of going. I I can't see this ending well. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the kind of path that it's taken, I don't see it ending well. And then at that point, what you're going to do? You can't scrap everybody's points into everybody to start again. You'll you'll have yeah. you'll have all sorts of protests on your hands if that kind of thing happens. And people saying I've seen a few people. Everybody should just boycott it. Unfortunately, that's not the way the world works. People won't boycott it because they'll continue to pay because they're guaranteed to get themselves tickets. Yeah, I, I, I would. I wouldn't boycott it. That's that's the way for our standard. You know, I might be yeah. very hypocritical yeah. and hypocritical in like my stance and view of things in life. No, but- because. I, I get, get it. I get, aye, but I get why you're be, why it would look like you're being hypocritical, mate. But you're you're not. You're going. I don't technically agree with this, but right now the club have kind of got your arm behind your back because you want to go to the games and you're yeah. in the cut off. So I would be doing exactly the same, mate. It was just an opinion because obviously I'm like, get it, put it in the bin, get it out, <laughs> out, get me and my tickets. And that's obviously not the way the world works. Yeah, no, it's a pod in its own. Fact, we're running quite quite long yeah, in this. Is, is, is. <laughs> so we'll park my jails and we'll park the semi-final. We'll take that when it comes in four weeks' time. But we're on to sort of more positive news. Um, Ryan, I'll come to you. The main man himself, Alan McGregor, he dives to the left, he dives to the right, and you can sing the rest of the song for me, has his um, 500th game for Rangers tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> some amount of games, and virtually today, as I was noting down, about an hour later, he's got a testimonial against Newcastle in July the 18th, the Tuesday evening, confirmed as well. What's your thoughts? I'm not going to ask for your favourite Al McGregor because there's too many to go through, to be honest. But what's your thoughts, McGregor? 500 games for Rangers is phenomenal. Guy's 41 years of age and he's still pulling off world class saves for Rangers. <sighs> I don't, do you really start with it? I, I watched Andy Gorham as we all did when, when I was younger and I always thought Rangers will always have a goalkeeper of that level and then as you get older and you start seeing Lionel Letizia's and other standards of goalkeeper, is it Simmonson as well and like other other standards of goalkeepers and you realise, oh right, Rangers won't always have goalkeepers like this. And then Alan McGregor kind of came out of nowhere for me. I, I remember being at the game when they were all singing his name because Lionel Letizia wasn't playing well and they were all singing his name to play and Le Guin eventually gave in, I think. 
And from then, he's just been Rangers number one for me in both spells. I've always had his back when people are saying about him not coming for crosses or he's not been playing to the level that he, of the standards that he'd set. Alan McGregor, in my opinion, and it's a it's a pub argument and I don't think anybody's in the wrong, in my opinion, is the greatest goalkeeper Rangers have ever had. I think he's surpassed Andy Gorham. I think we're sentimental with Andy Gorham. I think Andy Gorham was world class, but I think if you look pound for pound, save for save with Alan McGregor, what he's done in Europe, Yes, Gorham did it as well, but what Alan McGregor's done in Europe and getting to two Europa League finals, I know Neil Alexander will take a lot of credit for the first one, but I mean, some of his saves was at Werther Bremen and then, and then that run last year. Alan McGregor for me is, is the greatest goalkeeper I've ever seen with Rangers and I'll argue it to the day I die. He's, he's unbelievable. His standards for me as well. I watch him because I'm obviously low down at Ibrox. I watch him every game and he comes across as a nutcase, but he just cares, Ali. He cares about this club. He loves the club the way me and you do. And, and when players like that aren't in a team, it's very apparent. When you see players that aren't ready to fight for a shot or aren't ready to shout their head off like that, it's very apparent. So I think you will miss Alan McGregor when he's gone and, and he's earned he's earned this, this legendary status, and I will give him that, that he has got. He's, he's just, he is the best goalkeeper I've seen. That's all I could really say. I couldn't, I'd run out of superlatives for him. I think he's just a fantastic goalkeeper for Rangers and uh, I'll be sad when he, he does hang his gloves up at the end of the season. But I do think it's right that he does. <laughs> yeah, can it? Um, Ryan makes some really good points there. He's, he's part of a dying breed of players that we've seen in a Rangers team that, that care, that demand and other players. Going forward, I don't know if we'll, we'll see the likes of an Alan McGregor and, and a Barry Fair, those types of players that care, basically. They care. They care about Rangers. Um, what's your thoughts on McGregor? Obviously, he's, uh, I agree with Ryan. I, I, I think he has overtaken Gorham now over the two spells. And it's a difficult oh, one. It's another pod in its own. That. It is another pod in its own. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that you can't mention both of them in the same breath, to be honest, yeah. uh, and kind of keep it that way. Um, Gorham, for me, was... Gorham defied the laws of physics, let's be honest. The guy's not he doesn't look like a goalkeeper, do you yeah. know what I mean? He never looked like a goalkeeper. He was he was just Andy Gorham was tremendous, but I know this is about McGregor. You don't reach five hundred appearances for this club and not be a legend. It's just that it's not possible. He will be remembered so fondly by the Rangers fans. Um he has been an unbelievable servant for this club. And you're right, mate, he is part of this dying breed that we don't have anymore. Uh, I think the game's moved on from that, however. Obviously, I think the club has moved on from that as such. I mean, you think of Nathan Patterson, the boy lives and breathes Rangers. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he watches every game. But if you're that good, you're not going to last in Scotland because you'll get moved on. If a Barry Ferguson came through in this team right now, he would be gone within about four or five months because somebody would be like, thank you very much, I will take him. That's unfortunately the nature of the beast right now. So we maybe don't, we maybe won't see something like that again. Goalkeepers maybe a wee bit different. I think McCrory, I think McCrory's a Rangers fan. I'm not 100% sure if him and Ross are definitely Rangers fans. Um, but he could be one. He could be one that could step into it. I say we've we've kind of asked the questions before about McCrory and whether he's going to get his chance. It'll be interesting to see if he does. 
But yeah, uh, Alan McGregor, I can't really sum up what he means to me. Uh, I'm very proudly joint owner of a of a signed Alan McGregor top that I won at a heart and hand live night uh, that's in my dad's house just now. Um, but it's, it's part of the family heirlooms, so I, I will I, it will finally take it'll, at some point in my life it will take pride of place probably behind me when I'm sitting doing this podcast at about fifty years old something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Alan McGregor is he's a lunatic but one of the most lovable lunatics I've ever met in my entire life. I think the guy's incredible. I really do. I love everything about him. I love when you see him, it's him, it's getting the interviews. It's just, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm literally all for it. I think the guy's tremendous. And he's a, a true ambassador for this club, a true guy that lived, breathed, bought the T-shirt, come back and done it all again, uh, and has lived. I, I think even if you were to have a personal conversation with McGregor, he probably wouldn't be able to quite believe the career that he's had at Rangers. Um, he thoroughly deserves his place in the Hall of Fame, as far as I'm concerned. They don't come much bigger than Alan McGregor. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a magic, massive magic milestone for him, rightly so. And uh, as I say, I'd still... I agree with Ryan. It will be it'll be a sad day when he hangs up his gloves at the end of the season. But I also agree it's it is time for him to do so. Yeah, no. <clears throat> on Rangers TV, did a best eleven team that he's played with, Alan McGregor, and is the two centre halves that he that he picked the best that he's played with is is David Bjorn, Carlos Queller that season. Mm. He says Queller. I know he was only there a year, but he says the guy was unbelievable, incredible. Could play yeah. could play left side, could play right side, centre half. Two of them are incredible. And his two two midfielders was Barry Felix and Steve Davis. And up front was Miller and Boyd, but um <laughs> Scotia. No. Can I pick Miller? We've been through this. I need a little McGregor. You can have a word to McGregor when you see him. But Scotia, I think you've kind of said on the podcast a few times now, I think, about we need to have a discussion about Alan McGregor in terms of is he now above Andy Gorham? So I would assume that you are in Ryan's camp at the moment. Listen, this is a very tough one, and we we spoke about it, we touched on it when we were speaking about them being inducted into the Hall of Fame not that long ago. And I think the way I would put it is Gorham's my favourite goalkeeper for Rangers. But I think McGregor now is probably, you would class him as better. I think Gorham, when I was really young, Gorham was absolutely phenomenal. So I probably didn't appreciate how phenomenal he was at the time. The, when I was a wee bit older, you know, eight, nine, ten, when Gorham was playing for us, he would Gorham was let himself go quite a bit. You know, he wasn't turning up in time, fit, and things like that. Whereas McGregor has been doing that. So for me, that's probably where I categorise him into being probably the better, better, into or the greatest Rangers goalkeeper. But it's a very difficult one, and I don't think there's um there's a wrong answer to it. Um, yeah, it's a very tough one that. But um, the guys of Kenny summed up sort of McGregor's exploits really well. Um, a few things about it. Last, he's the first player to get, get 500 caps since McCoyst, and that would have been back in the mid 90s. And again, that would have been a period where you probably didn't, we probably didn't fully appreciate what 500 appearances for Rangers meant because you just thought these players played for Rangers all the time and had done time from since time immemorial. Um, so that's you know a good 30 years now since someone's reached that 500 caps. It's all clearly, I don't honestly don't see it happening again. So there's, he's what I think there's 15 players in front of him, and with more um, appearances than him. So I don't see anyone going past that. And what I was thinking is, I've seen a few people put this in the comments, and we've certainly been on record in the pod and saying it in terms of he should have hung up his glove, his gloves last season. 
you think there was maybe something in the back of McGregor's mind going that, oh, here, by the way, if I stay on for another season, I could potentially reach that 500 appearance mark? Because as well, with the 500 appearances for a keeper, he's probably played the full 90 minutes for the majority of those 500 appearances as well. You know, whereas I was looking at... I was a shout out here to the the brilliant um, the Rangers archive website that get um, put live on Monday, uh, past Monday there. And if no one's been in that, I suggest you go and take a look. But I quickly had a wee, we was having a wee look at that over the past few days, and obviously McCoyst with five hundred and eighty appearances, eighty five percent of his games were eighty five percent of them were starts, and then the other were sub appearances. I, obviously, it doesn't go into the detail of saying how many of those starts were they was they then taken off. But McGregor's played a fair, fair amount of minutes for Rangers um, and definitely, definitely deserving of legend status, in my opinion. That's interesting one, Scotch. That's your homework for next week to find out about all these <laughs> Rangers players that have made excellent appearances, how many of those appearances were for 90 minutes. So that is your homework for next week. Um, but moving on, it is my favourite part of the podcast. It's time for a word from our sponsors. It's time to mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone's aware by now that the nose hairs are a major turn-off. That's why Manscaped upgraded to their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. With improved blades and motor, you can feel the power of nasty nose hair inhalation in the palms of your hands, as you can see in the background there. Save money and attack your nose and ears hairs by going to manscaped.com and using code CLUBIT22 to get 20% off and free shipping. Our friends over at Manscaped are helping you enjoy Springs air fresh air by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all your face whole hair. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscaped tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose <coughs> and ear trimmer. Let's face it, Long nose hair is a major turn-off. Let's manscape. Be part of your daily grooming routine. Ensure no hair is ever out of place. It's time to level up your groom game. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBIT22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBIT22 at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscaped Shop. Your nose, ears, body and balls will thank you. So what will your nose do? Well, thank you. I got my, my weed whacker today, and Scotch Sco- Sco- turned it on and nearly knocked you off, mate. Nearly knocked you off. I know. It's a nifty wee back at. This is the one we were all after as well. <laughs> yeah, Brian's desperate for it. I can't yeah, wait. Yours will be, London this weekend. Uh, yours will be. Uh, I think they were trying to deliver today. I'm not sure, but I know cracking back a kit, man. Absolute cracking back a kit. And a free flag. I'm not really sure what they expect me to do with that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh, disappointed. Man. That you didn't start the pod with that wrapped round you. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone's at Ibrooks tomorrow, we'll be flying that off the club deck tomorrow. Yeah, so you will. You'll it. see that it's, tomorrow um, off the club it's deck. Us, yeah. It's us promoting the manscape. So um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking forward to get my products. I know Scotia got his goodies um, the other day, so he's been well impressed with it. So no, brilliant from manscaped as always. But um, moving on, that the presser was today. Um, there's a few bits and bobs in there. I'll kind of touch in one. He was on about the progress of contracts and transfers. He's keeping his cards close to his chest bill at the moment in terms of new contracts for players next season. 
just kind of briefly before we go on to the other rest of the press or Scotia, who for next season realistically out of these players, I know we've kind of talked about it, but who realistically do you think next season are going to offer contract? And when I, when I say offer contracts to, doesn't mean they're going to accept one and stay, but offer a contract to out all these players. You ready for a Scotia blooper? Nah, he's, he's on, on mute. Cheers, Garney. Cheers, Garney. I didn't. I, I didn't start speaking there anyway. So thanks for jumping in just in time there. Um, so what? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players. If you include Tillman, out of contract at the end of this season. Um, I Not including Tillman. Club... He doesn't come in. All right. Okay. Right. So there's eight players. I think the club would offer definitely three. I could put. Part of me is now thinking that there's a potential that they might offer an Arfield a contract that I wouldn't agree with, but just something in the back of my mind's niggling that they might do that. But I reckon the three would be they'll offer it for Jack, definitely. I mean, Beale's been quite effusive in his praise over the past few weeks about Jack. I think they'll offer Kent one, and I do think that they'll offer Morelos a contract. Can I see it? Oh, right, okay. And out of those three, who would you give a contract to? All three? I would, who would I? I would... Keep Jack, probably keep Kent and Morelos. I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting really sitting in the fence with Morelos. Like I get, I know what Ryan will say about this, and I get really get at Ryan's just about bring him in. Don't worry. But there's other, but then there's another side of me going like, I could see a good season, but um, he's been there. What Morelos has been here now since 2017, so that's six six seasons really. He's been with us. Probably has time for him to move on, but. Part of me is a wee bit, I'm probably still a wee bit bitter that we've no managed to get money in for him. So, I'm like I said last week or the week before, I two weeks ago, it would have been that I'm kind of just chasing the money in Morelos. It's, it's like I put a tenner into the puggy and I've lost the tenner, and now I'm just trying to fire all the money back in, trying to recoup my losses, sort of thing. Yeah, Ryan, I'll, um, I'll bring you in. I, I think most of us are saying we offer Ryan Jack a contract. I'd say probably. I'd, to assume you might not agree, but you offer Ryan Jack a contract for next season based on his performance recently, just whether it's keeping him fit. Ryan Kent, I think you offer him one, but it's up to Ryan Kent what he wants to do. But Morelos, for me, I, I think you're in my camp as well. I wouldn't offer him a contract for next season. What's your thoughts? I I think I'm pretty much with you and every one of those points. I've done the last time we spoke about this, I've done a U turn with, with Jack. I said that. Um, I wouldn't offer Ryan Jack a new contract. I think it was the last time he, I don't know, he missed a game or something. I said, I think we need to just move on without Ryan Jack. However, I've done a U-turn because I think his performances recently have been very good. And as I've been on record saying quite a few times, I think he plays that right-hand side of the centre midfield better than anyone in terms of filling in for Tav because of the, the style we play with the wing-back. What I wouldn't do is plan the season, if this makes sense, plan the season with Ryan Jack. I would like to see Rangers sign another centre midfielder to play next to Raskin. I would like to see Ryan Jack get a contract, but it would be a year contract. I think I would give him 12 months just to see if he can prove his fitness on the same money. My understanding is that he's not on He's not a great money. I was actually quite surprised at what he, what he is on. So I would, I would re- I don't think we've got anything to lose, and I think Ryan Jack would walk over broken glass to get a contract with Rangers. So yeah, I've done a U-turn with him, Ryan Kent. I, d- I don't think there's a contract on the table for him. 
if Rangers sign him again, so be it. If he leaves, that's a harder one to take for me because of what we shelled out for Ryan Kent. Seven and a half million was a lot of money for us. That's the one that stings. Alfie, he can go anytime for me. Uh, Ali, thank you for what you've done. One million pounds, we got it back tenfold in terms of performances for a season or two. But um, you know me, I don't want to go um, focus on the negative too much. But I'm fed up with the circus with Alfie. I think we just need to move on for Alfred and Morelos. Yeah, Carney. I agree with Ryan in terms of um, Ryan Jack. I think we should be looking next season at a replacement, a replacement for Ryan Jack going forward. But Ryan Jack's still playing a big part next season, if you know what I mean, because he's 31 now, Ryan Jack, I think. So we need to look to the future. So I would be looking at bringing in a first-time a first team player that plays where he does and he can slot in now and again, I would say, for next season. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I can see the I can see the logic in that, mate. I think it's right to I think only offer him a year based on his injuries alone. And um, we all know how injury prone he is, Ryan Jack. And I've never said that I think Ryan Jack should probably move on. Maybe when things were a bit bad, I might have somebody might yeah, think we have. That I did say. Yeah, I think we all did, yeah. yeah. I think the way that we've seen him Raskin play together is something that we've been crying out for. They're brilliant together. It looks really good. Looks like they've got a great understanding and it's an exciting centre too, if you like to have. We can't well tell them in front of them. It's very, very exciting. Um, I like the job that they both can do there. And I think if we do move to this rumoured three five two that's keeps getting banded about, then I think Jack and Raskin are pretty crucial in that. Because I don't think you've got anybody else right now that can do what Ryan Jack will do. I think he reads the game better than most of our midfielders. Uh, Lundstrom, Kamara, for example, I think in that role, in that specific role, I think Jack's probably the best the best at it. Him and Raskin. Raskin's obviously still young. He will develop. But yeah, I would definitely be looking, because of what I've seen of that partnership so far, I'd be looking to say, yeah, I think I don't think there's any danger that Ryan Jack will be here next season. I think he'll get offered another contract. I think it's yeah. a, a no-brainer for Bill. Bill likes him. Ryan Kent, I don't understand why everybody hates him so much. I really don't. Um, it's one of those things that I, I can't really get. He's frustrating, yes, but the money that we invested in him to just kind of let him walk out now, I don't think it would be right. I think if he has another good season um, and we get him another two year, for example, then maybe look at an offer for him um, in the summer, then the next, the following summer. I don't think we can replace Ryan Kent with the money that we're willing to spend, the money that we have in the in the war chest, if, if you like, whatever the budget's going to be. To replace Ryan Kent, you're talking seven, eight million for a player. Rangers are not going to do that. They're just, they're just not going to do that. They, we can't get what Ryan... Ryan Kent offers us, I don't think, with the money that's available. Um, for me, it's a no-brainer to keep Kent at the club. I've never changed my opinion on that. I've always said I think Ryan Kent should stay. Um, Morelos, I've came round to the idea now that, yes, thank you very much, Alfie, that's that's plenty. Um, we'll move you on. I've not seen enough from him this season. That's the thing. If he was absolutely flying right now and battering defences and scoring goals left, right and centre, then, of course, I would keep... I'd be, I'd be shouting to keep Alfredo because he's he's been a tremendous servant for us. He really has. He's he's been brilliant, and when he was good, he was good. He really was good. It was an absolute privilege to be able to watch him. Um, but no, I think we're at the point now. I would be shocked if Alfredo stays. I, I really would. I don't think there's I don't think there's anything for it. I really don't. Um, I think he will move on. But two definitely for me, hundred percent, is Ryan Jack and Ryan Kent. I think both of them should. 
Kent should probably get another two years and see where we're at after another year with him. And then um, Ryan Jack, I think, will be a kind of twelve-month rolling contract till he either his injuries catch up with him or he's he becomes he becomes past it. Um, I, I can't really see Ryan Jack wanting to play football anywhere else. The rest of them can all they can all go. As far as I'm concerned, it's time to to sweep all that aside. I know there'll be shouts for Holanda because everybody thinks he's the best defender in Scotland or whatever else. But I'm not in that camp. Me too. Oh, Holanda. <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't be shouting for him to stay though. I wouldn't be shouting for him to stay. Carl. You can't. I mean, you can't take the risk on him. You really can't. The guy's not kicked a ball in what? How long now? Eighteen months, something like that. As That's long as that. game. That's a game. Yeah. So it's been a while since he's kicked the ball now. So no, I would be looking to swiftly move uh, move him on, and the same as the rest of them. It's time for the revamp of the the squad to begin. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting to get him. He did say about he's he's not got much restrictions in budget next season. I assume he will have some restrictions. He's not got, he's, he's not got a big pot of money sitting there. So, um, but he did say in terms of it's it's probably one of the biggest budgets. I alluded to it that a Rangers manager's had in a long time and, and he's excited for what's to come. So that gives me a bit of hope in the summer, but I don't know if they might have to do a bit of wheeling and dealing, maybe getting some guys off the off the books, your Lundstrom's, Camaras, dare I say it. I'd even look at moving Hadji on uh, next year um, to, to free don't up Don't bite, Scotia, and... don't bite. No, I've already said that that I could see if if Tillman stays, if Kent stays, then yeah, I could see that I could see the sense yeah. in selling has probably still get yeah. time in his in his contract. I don't know yeah. if we'll sell him. I think it'll be one of those loan to buy ones where he would yeah, maybe go to Galatasaray or something, prove he's selling up yeah. his value. I think it might be one of those. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd be interested going forward. Um what happens, and it'll, obviously the summer coming up will be extremely interesting because I think there'll, there'll be an overhaul in this Rangers team, and that has to be. So we'll see what happens. But um, Dungeon United this weekend, Saturday, three o'clock, as we say. Ryan, I'll come to you just quickly. Your man Raskin is injured. He's got a thigh issue, but he should be back. King's out as well, but the one Rask, the Raskin's the one thigh issue. He should be back in training Monday. And Beal also said he should be available for the big game a week and a week and Saturday away away to Celtic. <laughs> what was you? I know your thoughts in the group chat, but what was your thoughts when you see that? Do you think he will be there for the Celtic game? Well, I'll tell you now. I wouldn't play him in the Celtic game. There you go. I wouldn't. I won't. I won't. Rask. I think Rask is so important to us going forward. Are you in a bit um, of semi final coming up? Yes. I want him to have a run of games and to be fully fit for that semi-final. I don't want us shooting him in just because he should have played the last time against them and let's get my game against Celtic. If he's not playing tomorrow, I don't, I, nah, I don't want to see him against Celtic unless he's fully fit. I think we need to keep him for... Because that game <coughs> takes premise over... The, the semi-final takes premise over this game next week. So, But in terms of... In terms of reading that Raskin has picked up this injury and it seems to have gone on and on, it's exhausting, Ali. It's exhausting. His fans got all exhausted. Like, and I know I see when I'm putting it in the chat, you know me, like this is me just venting. I'm venting on the chat, and I know we're all at you're fed up reading it, whether it's for me or for like any other Rangers media or press conferences, how the injuries we've had this season <laughs> and I'm not gonna use an excuse, that's what that lot do. But it's unbelievable. I've never known a side to have so many injuries and 
and the amount of wee niggles we've had that have like, turned into like month and two month injuries is, I don't know, just something not right for me. I don't think it's bad luck. I think there's something not right, and we'll never, we'll never find out what it is. Maybe, maybe it is unlucky. Maybe I'm just being being pessimistic, but I was just so frustrated. And my dad asked about it um, today as well, and he said, uh, "Why is this Raskin boy injured?" And I was like, "Well, he can play football, and he looks, he looks good, Dad. So chances are he'll, he'll be injured." <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we've been kind of scarred this season with oh. you can write a list of these players that we've signed and they get injured my thoughts on it is the boy's not played a lot of football he's played a bit of football with us now and it's maybe caught up on him that's my, th- that's my hope on it to be honest and he'll be fine the only upside is we're starting to get players back John, he mentioned Ryan's Turkish delight, who I didn't think was great in his last game, but he hasn't kicked a ball in ages. Looked good in training. John Suter looked good in training. I think John Suter's looked good when he's come on in the last previous games. Hadji as well, and um, your main man, Rabi Matondo, has been looking good apparently too in training. So that is the positives for um, tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, Rabbi Matondo is definitely a positive, mate. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, look, I've, I've said, he, I'm presuming he'll get another chance at it. He'll get another crack at the whip at one point. <clears throat> and it's up to him to take it. It's up to him to prove me wrong. But um, but time will tell. Time will tell with old Rabbi. Uh, Raskin, I mean, honestly, you're just like, I, of course. You're probably right, mate. There's maybe something in the fact that you can kind of take him out of the the medical team worries that we all we all have that are probably quite quite not quite rational for us to have because of the the injury list. The injury list is I've never seen anything like it before. I generally can't remember a Rangers team having this many players injured. I honestly can't. And I remember at one point I think it was about Twitter we put up a starting eleven of the injured players and it was a good team. You were like <laughs> of players that are injured. So no Raskin's one. I get where Ryan's coming from, but I, I still believe that Bill doesn't believe this league's over. I don't think. I think he thinks we will, we will go until it's mathematically impossible. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love him to not put. He can't though as a Rangers manager. He can't come out and say, oh, "We're not going to play Raskin." Can't wear Wendy against Celtic next week. We're just going to concentrate on the the, the semi final. He can't do that. Do you know what I mean? He just you get absolutely slaughtered um, because if it all goes wrong, then you know what Rangers Twitter can be like. Plus, the mainstream media will do anything to pull down a Rangers manager. So, yeah, Rasin's a disappointing one, but it's right. I, I'm hoping that this not playing him tomorrow is more of a precaution than I think. If he wanted to, they probably Doesn't could need play, to play him tomorrow. Yeah, he doesn't have to play tomorrow. So disappointing not to see him, obviously, because you want to see him. But yeah, it's positive as well. The rest of the squad's looking good, mate. It's getting better. We're getting there. There's more players getting up to speed. Um we're going to need them all. We're going to need them all for the kind of run in. We're going to need we're going to need to rotate when we can. Um and I'd imagine when the league is over, whenever that may be, it's going to be and hopefully we've got a a final to look forward to, then it'll be the kind of last ditch for the players um, that have been on the, the fringes, maybe like Matondo and stuff to come in and maybe play a bit of game time and see if there's anything there. Uh, but yeah, it's positive in terms of those, we didn't come back with a massive list of injuries. Um, I, I always get the fear as well when, when Jack goes to international football especially that he comes back with something, uh, but that doesn't seem to have happened, which is brilliant. So yeah, um, Onwards and upwards, mate. It's just a, a, a real shame about Raskin, but let's hope it's not seven to ten days until the end of the season. Yes, yeah, Scotia, you underlines of the 
same as me is he's he's not played a lot of football this boy and he's he's started to play football and it's just a, a minor setback hopefully. No, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think there was a comment made in one of our previous pods um, after we'd recorded it and um, replied to it. And I was like, I've, all, I've always been of the opinion that it wouldn't shock me if Cantwell or Raskin pulled up with some sort of injury. Um, and in particular, Raskin, because when he's playing in the middle of the, in the middle of the engine room, I, I didn't think Cantwell was going to play where he's been playing. But yeah, it doesn't be surprising. Maybe the length of time does, given that he's been had that week and a half. I assume the flying probably didn't help massively amounts, but by the sounds of you on his press conference today, it does just seem to be a slight niggle. However, like Ryan's mentioned, we do have this in the back of their head. We've been told things like this before, and it just goes on and on and on. So I am feeling optimistic about it, but it, would it shock me if it goes on and on and on? Probably not, but I, I do think that it has just been... He has been slightly cautious. And to Ryan's point as well, actually, about does Raskin start against Celtic next week? I, I completely get where he's coming from. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to answer that, actually, because my mind will change between now and, <laughs> and now and when we record Club Live next Friday. I was about to say, we've, we've got next week to discuss that game. <laughs> so um, On Dundee United, sitting bottom in the league, Jim Goodwin's come in for his disaster spell at Aberdeen. So he's he's been brought in. They're sitting at 22 points. They're three points off Kilmarnock, who are sitting kind of safe. Um, the last five games, two draws, three defeats. The last time they actually won a game in the league, Dungeon United was a 1-0 away win at St Johnston on the 2nd of January. That was the last time they won. And the last time we played them was up at Tannadice and we won uh, 2-0. I think you remember the goal for Sakala where they kind of, they kind of volleyed some goal. <laughs> um, so... Just, just quickly on before we come to teams and scores, Ryan, I'm... I'm wanting a show tomorrow. I want an, uh, a convincing performance for Rangers um, and I want to leave Ibrox happy tomorrow. Is that you think how the day will go? No. Alex says that every single time. Every because single it's time. due to happen. Have, have you been to Ibrox this season? The law, the law of averages, Alistair. The law of averages said it should have happened six months ago. Yeah. Uh, Rangers don't play well at Ibrox. They don't. Uh, I don't know why. I've stopped keeping myself up at night thinking why we don't do it. We just don't. Uh, so I don't expect a performance tomorrow. Uh, but I, I think Rangers will win. Uh, it's so sad. So sad to see Dundee United at the bottom of the league. Um, it's, it really is tragic. Um, hope they hope they enjoy the championship. But I, th- I think Rangers will win convincingly tomorrow. In terms of the show we're all waiting for, I don't, I don't anticipate it. I think Rangers will play a similar team to what played at Motherwell, but it's it's different. I don't know if it's the style we play or whatever. Ali, we could we could do a, a four hour pod on it and we'll try to work out: is it a low block? Is it personnel? Is it attitude? Is it pressure? Ibrooks? I don't know. Honestly, I've gave myself a migraine so many times, but <clears throat> I expect Rangers to win comfortably enough. They'll concede a goal. Um, but yeah, I just don't. I don't see the performance that we all are all craving at Ibrox. I think that'll be probably the next away game. Yeah, Carney. Quickly before we come into teams and, and scores, are you predicting that we come in at half time at the concourse? And um, well, thanks very much, Jim Sloan. As always, much appreciate, much appreciated. Do you think at half time we'll come in at the concourse tomorrow, Carney, and it'll be nil nil? 
<laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I do, mate. I do. Uh, when you say thing, I knew what you were about to say. I was like, he's going to say he wants a performance. He wants a convincing win. He wants to leave Rangers winning four, five, nothing. I mean, I hope more than anybody that it happens. I generally do. But based on the evidence I've seen so far this season, I wouldn't expect it. I don't know if it will be nothing each at halftime. Uh, Dundee United are in a bad way. They really are in a bad, bad way. And it is awfully, awfully awfully uh, hilarious that they are. Um, I could not care less about Dundee United. I really couldn't. So, no, I, they'll, they'll, it's survival mode for them just now. Um, I, they're not coming to try and win this game. That's for sure tomorrow. They've got no interest in trying to win that game. They will try and frustrate us as much as they can. What we are used to seeing, I expect at least nine of their ten uh, outfield players to be behind the ball at all times. Uh, And uh, they'll try and frustrate, they will. It'll be uh, one of those games that we'll need to be patient again, Um, something that the Ibrox crowd are absolutely famous for. So we'll we'll win this need to wait and see, but I don't expect I don't I would love to I would love to like I would love them to collapse and Rangers do put a barrel load on it because it is due we are due to put seven eight past a team and uh, the team to have a, a right confidence shot in the arm, but I, I expect a stuffy game. I really do. I expect a stuffy game. There's Justin. Justin, yeah. Thanks very much. God Justin, bless mate. America. Thank you very much, mate. Appreciate that. Thanks to thanks to Jim as well. I'll buy the boys a, a beer tomorrow when we're in the pub for a game. Yeah, Scotia, I've I've left you at the end because you're Mr. Optimistic. You're the guy that predicts goals, goals, goals for Rangers. It never happens, but at least you predict it. So what's your thoughts tomorrow? And I'll stay with you for your team and scoreline and first goal score. I was looking at this and because it was Dundee United we were playing, because we're sitting bottom of the league, I was like, it's what, and it's getting to the time of the season, what, about 10 games left? It's getting to that time of the season where they need to be picking up points if they want to stay in this yeah. league. But then I looked to see who Ross County and Kelly were playing, who are the two teams just above them. And it's Ross Celtic. County away to Celtic on the Sunday and uh, Kelly at home at Hearts on, um, tomorrow. So there's probably not as an urgent need for them to win that because it's more than likely that Ross County and Kelly won't pick up points against the other two. Um, but I still expect them to kind of want to go out and get a better win, but at the same time, not they wouldn't come out full on attacking because they'll get a doing and then... It'll dent their confidence, but I hope they do it anyway because nothing would please me more than denting their confidence. But I think we'll come out okay. I think Rangers will come out, you know, like Beal was saying that they've had good prep time because I mean, who was away in international? Just say, Jay Barris, Kamara and Jack. Yeah, Kamara and Jack. Glenn Kamara got his fiftieth cap for um, Finland by the way as well. So well done, Glenn Kamara. Apologies. (laughs) Did they beat Northern Ireland? Apologies to all our Northern Irish listeners as well. but yeah, no, I think Rangers will come out um, and do pretty well. And yes, I am going to be very optimistic with my team. Go on, Scotia, that's what I like to hear. Bonus beer, bonus pints for you tomorrow. Yes, um, this is the team I would pick, but it, I think there will be at least one change in the middle. Uh, McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Davies and Barisic. Jack Cantwell and Tillman. Sakala, Kent and Cholak. If we play that team, my score would be 6-0. Cholak first goal scorer. So who's your <laughs> who do you think? So who do you who do you think? I think he'll play a Lundstrom or Kamara in there <laughs> along with Jack. And it, it won't be a six 0 if that happens. Right, okay. Um I'll go next. I'm the I'm the exact same team as you, Scotia, um that you put initially. I've gave Cholak a hard time and I was I was humming and hawing, does he put Morelos in? But I think he'll Morelos has been away to Colombia. 
Morelos is yeah, the I know. You know what happens there. Yeah, I know. So is he back? I, I think he is back. He's back in Everton top. That was not. That's another story. Honestly, man. But um, no, I, I'm the exact same team as you, Scotia. Um, I would have slaughtered Cholak. I don't think he's been great the last two games, but I think he'll stick with Cholak for tomorrow. It's Dundee United, so I'm the exact same team as you. I'm three 0 Rangers, and I'm going. If I'm going to go Cholak first goal scorer, um, Ryan, what's your team and first goal scorer? I am well. going. Who did you did you go bomb at left back? I know he played Ebis with Croatia. Of course, right, I did. Best left back in the in the clubs, Ryan. Well, I'm going to go to Yilmaz. Uh, Yilmaz left back. I honestly can't believe the criticism that boy got after the Motherwell game. He hadn't played for five months. Could not get my head around it. We are the worst support ever, honestly. Uh, I'm going Yilmaz at left back. I'm going Cholak up front. <clears throat> That's only changes compared to your team. I'll go 2 1 Rangers and I think I'll go Todd Cantwell first goal. I think it's time. I think it's time for Cantwell to just get a wee run of goals. I think the handbrake's coming off of him a wee bit. I think you can see it. And um I think there's I think there's more to come with Cantwell. He excites me, so I he'll probably get injured tomorrow, two one Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Can he end this with an optimistic scoreline Okay. Um, well, my team won't be because this is the team that I think he will play. Um, McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Davis, Barisic, Jack, Lundstrom, Cantwell, Tillman is who I would play. So it's kind of a bit of both. Tillman is who I would play. Um, Trollack and Kent. I don't think he needs a Cala for this game. I really don't. I don't think. I don't think he tends to flourish when it's it's a kind of back nine that you're playing against. I don't really think it's because his close control was not the best. He gets lucky from time to time. Yes, he does, but it's not the best. So I would have um, I would have Tillman playing, but I think you're kidding yourself on if you don't think the midfield tomorrow is going to be Jack and Lundstrom. I really do. <laughs> it, well, that will be the midfield tomorrow. Got that There's fear, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, I'll go I'll also go 3-0 Rangers. I think we'll eventually get a breakthrough. I think it'll be 1-0 at half time. I think we'll get two in the second half. First goal, since everybody slaughtered them tonight, first goal, Ryan Kent. And I'll make the jokes. Thanks very much. Yep. My laws of averages is he's due to score. So, um, yes, I will take that tomorrow. I know we will be sitting in the vice road tomorrow when it hits two o'clock, the team comes out and we all go, oh, for God's sake. It's yeah, Jack Kamara. Not Jack Kamara, no. sorry. Jack Lundstrom. It Jack could be Lundstrom. Jack Kamara, but you never know. But, could be. Could um, be Jack Kamara, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, we'll just we'll need to see what happens. Down to Michael Beale to pick a team. So he did the reference about um, Tillman and Cantwell in terms of kind of playing the same team, and he said, Yeah, they can't play the same team. So I expect the two of them to be there regardless. So, yes, that has been it just over the hour mark there. So I would like to thank everyone in the comments um, for getting involved tonight, the donations too, and also my guests. So, first of all, Mr. Scott Carney, thank you very much for tonight, and I will see you tomorrow. Yeah, absolute pleasure, mate. Brilliant to be back. Thank you, chat. Thank you for the donations. Rangers, three o'clock on a Saturday, as things are meant to be in the world, as every weekend should be. It's just what we should be doing. Really looking forward to tomorrow. I know it's a game against Dundee United, but when you you have this wee bit of time away from football, away from the club and away from going to Ibrox, you, you don't half miss it. Uh, and even the pod, generally, it's been brilliant to be back tonight. So, yeah, uh, thanks for tonight, mate. Really enjoyed it. And, yeah, I will see you tomorrow. Yep, and Scotia, I will be seeing you at the Viceroy tomorrow. 
Yes, bright and early. Bright and early enough. Thanks for this evening. It's been an enjoyable discussion and it'll be good to get back to Ibrox because it's been, what, about three, three weeks, three or four weeks now since we were last at Ibrox. So be glad to get along. Me and Ryan were there for the Legends game on Sunday, but that's that's not the same. <laughs> I know Ryan did say they moved the ball about a lot quicker than the first team. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, but aye, but no, last but not least, Ryan, I hope you enjoy your um, your holiday. I don't know what number of holidays this is that you've done so far this year. This must be number 10. This is number, f- aye, number four of the year. No, we're not quite there yet. Number four of the year, but just a wee trip down to London to see my friend. Uh, so MDC's me in Camden, or if there's a Camden loyal tomorrow night, <laughs> get me a pint. Uh, I'll be very much looking forward Do to they that. Do they know, Ryan, I think they watch the, 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 the supporters club in London. I think they watch it in a pub called The Green Man. I could be wrong. I'm sure I've read something that's called The Green Man I- or something. I feel as if I've been in that. Is that well, I made the Liverpool Street run about there? I feel as if I've been in a pub called the Green Man before. But, um, I don't know if I might see the game, but I'm going to be out for the Man City game because I fly down early tomorrow morning. So I will be well oiled by the time Rangers kick off. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. You enjoy your weekend, Ryan, and we'll enjoy it too. We'll no doubt get a bit of, bit of fun in the group chat. But no, thanks to thanks to my guests. Thanks to everyone in the group chat. If you could like and subscribe, like I say, we're very close to 4,000 subscribers. We'd love to get there, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, if you could share share that with your, with your pals as well. But we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will be back tomorrow from the Viceroy with a match reaction. Good night. <laughs>